Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This has come to Daddy with Ruben Kay, the podcast for people who weren't hugged enough as a child or slapped enough as an adult. I don't want to say I've got mummy issues, but my mouth waters every time I see a nipple, even my own. Hello and welcome to a fresh edition of Come to Daddy. We peeled off the wrapper, had a sniff and it's still good, so here it is. The podcast about parents, hosted by me, actress, model and truffle pig for trauma, Ruben Kay. I've spent a long time wondering how much are my parents to blame for the person I turned out to be. Can I truly lay all the responsibility at their door? I mean, I don't want to say my mother was distant, but she breastfed me from another room. And then there's my dad. An artist, great sense of humour, maybe not quite prepared to be a father. And then to add to the trauma, he went and died. It's a whole thing. Dead father, overbearing mother, drag, being gay is hard. Awards, please. So I'll be asking, do our parents fuck us up? Do they make us who we are? Do they treat us like delicate roses or neglect us like a desert succulent that blooms once in a decade and smells of rotting flesh? Who is writing this garbage? Well, you are, because every time anyone else tries to write anything, you throw it out. I'm an egomaniac with abandonment issues. 
Even I can't take a break from myself. Thankfully, I've got someone to help me through this. I'm ably assisted, some would say guided even, by the firm hand of producer extraordinaire and child ice skating prodigy whose career was cut short by a severe lack of talent and ambition, Amanda Sangorski. He never tells me in advance what he's going to say, so I have nothing funny or clever <laughs> to reply with. I just have to, I just look like an umpty. I think that's the way he likes it. It's one of my favourite parts of this show is writing your intro. Now, it's not just my celebrity guests I want to hear from, because my daddy Ets, yep, that's what we're going with. As style icon and gardening enthusiast Freddy Krueger once said, you are all my children now, and I want to hear from you. So join the conversation. Let's turn this self-indulgent ballad into a duet worthy of Kylie Jason and enough mirables to give seizures to the greater population of London. If you do choose to dip your toe into the murky waters of the Come to Daddy podcast, Podcast, email us at come to daddy podcast at gmail.com. It's spelt exactly as you assume it is. Just to clarify, that's C O M E to daddy, not the way Reuben would spell it. So let's get into it. German philosopher Nietzsche espoused the power of the Ubermensch. The Superman. But even Nietzsche couldn't see the dawning of a new age where we worship at the altar of the super twink. That twink is my guest today, a TikTok sensation known for his online parody sketches that skew a popular culture and have earned him a huge following and millions of views I am seething with jealousy. He is also a successful stand-up and writer of highbrow comedy shows. His last one featured a statue of a man with a giant penis that he says his parents and grandma enjoyed very much. Here at Come to Daddy headquarters, today we're finally going to answer the question, what happens when two bottoms finally meet? Will the resulting vacuum create a singularity that warps the fabric of space-time continuum and sucks us all into oblivion? Or is it just a wet slapping sound as we smash buckets? Hope you got your wellies on. Come to Daddy, Daniel Fox. How dare you? <laughs> I am a dom top with it. <laughs> I can see, I can tell by the pearl necklace yes. and the way your hand is shoved between your legs currently. <laughs> currently. Uh, we were just admiring, I don't know if that was on camera or not, but we were talking about our mutual pearl necklaces. Yeah, I know. I mean, Look, dress for the job you want. That's the thing, isn't it? Yeah, and the job I want is bukkake bottom. Yes, well, that, I mean, I think it's coming for you any minute. So just quickly... Talk to me about this giant statue with a giant penis <laughs> and your grandmother just loving herself sick on it. So we, so the, the musical is Unfortunate, um, the untold story of Ursula the Sea Witch, which is giving Ursula a kind of wicked moment. Could um, not get a ticket to that in Edinburgh. I'm so sorry. At all. You should have said. I would have sent you one. I should have. Um, I'm too humble. Well, when it comes, well, that's, a, that's one of your many fatal flaws, isn't it? <laughs> but so it, our aerial, we've made this sort of... Um, Essex girl uh, who's still longing to be where the boys are, but we were like, what would she actually, what does she actually want about human boys as opposed to mer boys? And it's like, well, they actually have something from the waist down. Mm. So she's desperately looking. We've changed the song, I want to be where the people are, to I want to be where the boys with dicks are. And at some point in her cave of treasures, she's collected this giant statue of a man with honestly like an arm length cock. The dream. The dream. And it has a function on the back where you can pull it and it gets erect and it's a whole thing. Oh, my God. Props. Props. Props, special effects. Yeah, the budget all went on that. Yeah. And my grandma came to see the show. My parents kept going. I was like, it is quite rude. Like, it's, it's really quite rude. Like, she'll be, it's very sexual. Mm. And they were like, oh, no, don't worry. I'll just go over ahead. I'm like, 
I don't think it will. Like, well, just remember this: Nana's not a virgin, right? Um, so she, your Nana, comes to see the show. She came to see the show. She sees the giant dong. Loved it. Yeah, she did. She uh, or the feedback. I wasn't there because I was um, on tour uh, with mm. something else, and she. Sorry, I was too busy to be at my own show when my parents oh, came did. because I was with something else on I'm tour, just doing something else. Um, but. They went to it. Apparently, she really loved it. Afterwards, they spoke to her on Zoom, and she was like, "Oh yeah, she thought it was wonderful." Daniel Fox into the lion's den through the gauntlet. We go. This is my parental questionnaire. Quickfire answers only. Names of parents: Jackie and Dave. Which one's which? Jackie is the my mum. You hesitated, Jackie. <laughs> I mean, what is gender? True. Uh, Jackie is my mum. Dave is my dad. Lovely ages: sixty and sixty-four. Nice. And where do they live? Um, they live in Hampshire now. They are from Yorkshire. So oh. all my family have northern accents apart from me. Yeah, how did that happen? Um, I think, well, they raised me in the south, so that's part of it. I think mm. also they were just too encouraging, gave me too much license to do whatever I liked. And I think one too many times of going, you can be anything you want. And at about six, I went, oh, well, I should be Tilda Swinton then, I suppose. Yeah. Um, Oscar Wilde or something. <laughs> I love that. I feel like that's also the Tom Allen paradox. Mm. Come from common as my parents and end up sounding like you've got a golden plum in your mouth. There's quite a few gays with relatively working class parents who have posh voices. When was the last time you spoke to the parents? Gosh, this morning. The parents. The parents. Way. Yeah. Uh, this morning. <laughs> the wife. There's a, a family group chat, um, which is primarily... My mum sending pictures of the dogs and everyone putting their Wordle score in each morning, which is very retro of them to still be playing. Uh, a game that's barely even a year old. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> Incredibly retro. retro. So demo day, very passe. I have to say this. Every single guest, almost every single guest we've had on here, has said, oh, we have a family WhatsApp group. And then mm-hmm. I'm looking to all my friends recently, or they have family WhatsApp groups. The idea of my family being on a WhatsApp group together yeah. is horrendous. I think you should start one. Right now? Right now, I want it on air. Right now, on air, I'm starting one. My stepfather will be furious because <laughs> he hates any kind of technology. My brother doesn't want to talk to anyone about anything but work. Yeah. My mum only wants to talk to me about work. <laughs> Heaven. All right. Well, if it existed. What would you call it, your family group chat? What would I call it? Sophie's second choice. <laughs> <laughs> good there we go what would you call yours ours is called it's oh. just very tweet the hive because they have bees they've got a beehive oh. and they're like two little beekeepers in the countryside it's very sweet that's really nice that's yeah, cute i think the beehive is the ultimate model that we could model the new matriarchal society on mm. one queen getting fucked by hundreds of soldiers and eating honey all day but she has chemical control over everyone in the country i want it yeah okay i want it too many people are having kids they should not be having kids right now yeah yeah, and just every emotion is controlled just by a, some pheromone. God, you'd love it. I would. Am yeah. I secretly a Tory? But is it a secret? I How dare don't you dare <laughs> put that out there? That's like here. And- I love it. You could call me anything under the sun, but call me a Tory. I'm like, that's my line. As you sit in your baroque pearls from your muse in marble art. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Jackie and Dave live in Hampshire. You're mm-hmm. originally from Yorkshire. You well, they're sn- originally from Yorkshire. Oh, don't twist my words. I'm doing what the notes say. So you're, the parents are originally from Yorkshire. They live in Hampshire. You sound yes. like this. Yeah. I have another question, a little parallel. Do mm. you think there's anything about being gay or queer 
and forging your own identity that ties in with somehow you maybe being like, oh, I also have this accent. Yeah, I think so. I think there's something in if you are queer and you are growing up uh, thinking, I can't be this right now. Mm. People are, I'm having to live in secrecy to a degree. You spend time in your head planning what you will be one day when you're free. And I, I just applied when I was 18, I applied for five universities in London. I was like, I'm just going to go straight to London and reinvent myself. Mm. Um, and I think there's something about sitting for all that time fantasizing in your head and just carving out. And I think that's why we're so drawn often to like fabulous women and villains and all these things is that it's like people that live outside of in films and stuff, people that live outside of the mainstream, the, the mainstream and just do their own thing. When did you come out to mum and dad and how was it? We're going straight into the meat. Into the meat. I came out to my mum and dad when I was 16. Mm-hmm. I was 11 when I came out fully mm. to, uh, to school and friends and everything. So hang on. You came out to school and everyone first mm. and then parents. Yeah. Were you not worried about some kind of feedback to the parents or were they just like la 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 with their fingers in their ears? No, it just weirdly was such a separate world. I didn't. I think it became obvious when I was in my kind of 11, 12, getting mm. to secondary school, that people... Because that's when you tried to discover your own walk? Yes, that's when I was sort of... I was trying out hands. I was trying out... <laughs> um, by that point, I'd got the tilt of the chin just right, so I was drifting around. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I think it just became... It was a weird thing, because through primary school, it was absolutely fine, and everyone just sort of lets you live your life. And I was mm. quite popular. And then I got to secondary school, and all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, everyone's being horrible to me. Why? Mm. It suddenly begins... Um, and I was out with all my friends and I guess I just told friends and then it got out further. It naturally the whole school ends up knowing. I told my parents at 16 when I got my first boyfriend. Um, and it was fine. I was really nervous about it, weirdly. But my mum, I was dating a slightly older guy who was 18 or 19. He was at university. Uh, and I stayed over at his halls. We'd met on Tumblr, weirdly. Oh, um, mm. <laughs> retro. That is very, that's even, yeah. that's very, that's actually retro. Yeah, that's more retro than Wordle. Yeah. Um, but uh, I feel so old, listeners, right now. Continue. Mm. Uh, did you ever have Tumblr? Yes. Yeah. But only for porn. I never interacted with right. people on it. No, I just think I just like spotted someone that had, was also from Hampshire, and I was like, Oh, right, fine. So it wasn't even about like mutual attraction, it was just distance. Yes. Tumblr, the proto grinder. Yes. So yeah, so my mum came to pick, I phoned my mum, I was like, oh, could you pick me up tomorrow from this halls? And I think she picked me up and was like, who's this? And I was like, I was so-and-so. And And she was like, is this this a relationship? And at that point, I think I was ready to go, yeah, it is. Um, She was fine. My my mum's like, and so was my dad, both of them fine. But my mum's like ultra liberal. My dad a little bit more, I think, was a bit like, oh, what's that going to be like? Could someone in this bloody podcast have some <laughs> actual trauma so we could get some listeners? I'm sick to death of hearing about all these queer people with supportive parents and upbringing, blah, blah, blah. Um, I was violently bullied. Thank through, you. There fi- we go. Finally, How was that for you? That's some content. Oh, My parents are both quite artsy, mm. so I guess my queerness and the road I went down has... They had like a familiarity with it, a shorthand almost. Is that the same with you? No, my parents are both quite sciencey. Um, my mum is creative and like loves music, and the household always like loved comedy and music and all that sort of stuff. But um, my mum is 
sort of an expert in like dementia and the brain and stuff like that. Well, that um, seems like a good place yeah. to start for comedy and queerness. Yes, right, exactly. Um, debilitating mental, <laughs> well, not mental, but like <laughs> brain uh, diseases. Um, and my dad is an aquatic biologist, um, but both also business people. They both like have made their own businesses around those things. Oh, wow. Um, so, yeah, quite different. But I think artistic stuff is always valued very highly mm. in the house. We're always listening to, like, comedians' tapes and car journeys. And What comedians did you guys like to listen to? Um, there was always a lot of, like, Billy Connolly. Mm. Um, I think maybe some French and Saunders. There was definitely Jasper Carrot. It was some, like, old school yeah. comics. Uh but yeah, like that was always on in the car. So it was always around. I think it was quite a high value placed on being funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, my parents are quite funny. Um, quite, but not very. And my- <laughs> <laughs> I love the, I love, I love the passive aggressive British nature mm. of making positive things suddenly seem down market. Right. I think in America they don't have it, but here quite can sometimes mean very. And sometimes it only means a bit. So if you said someone is quite beautiful. It really means they're very beautiful. No, it doesn't. (laughs) No, it means they're a dog. (laughs) Quite is like calling a village quaint. Yes, but that's because you're basic Antipodean scum. But when you... (laughs) (laughs) When you originate the language and you have the nuance, there's... But... um, do you know what you are? So working class in this moment. Yes, that's the thing. From yeah. very humble origins. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> when the revolution comes, he'll be the first head on the chopping block. Slice straight through the pearls. Yeah. And the pearls the- fall in slow motion. <laughs> Please, that's why I'm wearing them. A dove flies. If anyone ever mugs me to death, my last action will be to pull them from my neck like Batman's mum and a- let them spill across the floor. And there we go. Back to uh, trauma and creating your own identity. <laughs> Fan theory. Batman is a closet queen. Uh, yeah. Flair for the dramatic. Loves black. Leather. Too many accessories. Covered in, yeah. He's um, a fetish queen. Mask, yeah, 100%. You were saying that you've been, you were bullied at school. Were your parents aware of it? No. No, they didn't. I think, I think a little bit. I think they knew that maybe some people were mean. But I would know. I didn't let on that I was being like Why bullied. didn't you let on? Because to tell someone that you are being bullied, the immediate question would have been, oh, why? Mm. What are they saying? Mm. Oh, they're saying I'm gay. Why are they saying that? Because I'm gay. You have to come out. Yeah. If you are a queer person being bullied, to tell anyone is an act of coming out, which is terrifying. Mm. Um, even telling teachers, because they would have got my parents involved. You just have to deal with it. So I went to uh, a 10-year high school reunion. I know. Don't ask me why. Uh, and at the high school reunion... All these guys came up to me and off their own bat started apologising to me because I was mm. pretty horrifically bullied and kind of had to go to a hospital and have my face like stitched up oh and stuff. Um, Australia. Uh, and it was really amazing how many of them came up and actually apologised. The first one who did, I've got to be honest, I didn't recognise him. <laughs> Which I was like, I didn't Isn't mean to be catty. the greatest revenge like, of all? Yeah, I'm so sorry for the way I treated you. I thought it was really cool, blah, blah, blah. And I was like... Oh, that's okay. I'm Ruben. What's your name? <laughs> Sorry, what? Uh, and I, I kind of realised really quickly, one of them was a crying on my shoulder saying, I've got kids now. Now, if anyone did to them what I did to you, I'm like, oh, wow. And I, I kind of had this moment where I was like, oh, this apology isn't naturally about me. Oh, no. What would you do, Daniel, if someone approached you like they did Ruben? I don't know 
is it honestly like uh there's a degree where i'm am aware that it was like they were going through their own thing mm. and i actually think it's nothing to do with being necessarily gay i think it's a, it's the it's being free they them seeing someone just being themselves and not being because they've all been raised in the patriarchy and like they have what a man is supposed to be mm-hmm. and what a um their dad and their uncle and their brother and their cousin told them what they could be and couldn't cry and couldn't behave like this. And then to see someone doing it is so triggering of being like, well, I've had to be like this the whole time. Why You can't be like that. What? Um, that's what they all sounded like. They were all middle-aged men uh, <laughs> or accountants. But then they, I think it's a reaction because I can remember so much of it being like questioning and, pro- and being like, oh, mate, are you gay? And all, oh, you're fucking gay, aren't you? Are you gay? And the moment you were like, yeah, half of them would be like, oh, right. It's just nothing there. Um, and I think there's a curiosity there as well. So if they apologise now, I mean, I'd love an apology. Would I accept it? Yeah, through gritted teeth, probably. But I, again, I don't think it would be 100% about me. And also what's really annoying is that some of them have come out now. So that's just like, was internalised homophobia that mm. they lashed out onto someone weaker. And some of it, some of them are like one of them who was an absolute cunt is now this like cool hippie oh i hate that you don't get to be no this like you don't get to be like oh my god peace and love after your journey to that point was making several other people's lives a living hell Mm -hmm. like fuck you no (laughs) one likes a woke bully yeah no the worst if you're looking for plump lips that last you need to know about juvederm lip fillers With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah. Your FB page, nope. Uh, Your Facebook page describes you because I went to your Facebook page because I am 
down with the kids. Yeah. Your Facebook page. Are, you? Just... are any of them on Facebook? Huh? Is it just you and the mums on it's Facebook? It's just me and the mums. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm Sadly, trying. It's, it's me that found that information. I thought I was being quite uh, cutting edge. Well, I, I thought, mean, look, I've look gone look on his socials. Thank this you. I mean, I took that. I was taking that bullet for you, Amanda. This is what it says. <laughs> I really did. You see me like suddenly switch tactics. So your FB, what are we doing? <laughs> That's <laughs> what we call it now, FB. We don't even okay. use the full. It's just FB page. Yeah. That's food and beverage, yeah. Amanda. Uh, <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I won't interrupt. Uh, the Facebook page describes you as concerned mother of three, which I love, whereas your Twitter page says you're an evocative dancer. Mm. Who was the real Daniel Fox? I'm, I'm an evocative mother of three, I think <gasps> is the true. What do you evoke? <laughs> Misery. <laughs> <laughs> Kathy um, Bates, what an icon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one of your sketches features you playing two mothers of privileged children called Blaze, Cosmo and Cholera. I live... I live for this. I spend half my life looking at words and going, anytime anything comes up, going like, could that be a child's name? I do the same. Epiphany and fistula. (laughs) That's really good. Have them. Retinol. Retinol's a great Um, one. (laughs) Anything like that, yeah. Can I, could you mind if I, can I ask something, Reuben? Yes. Um, So with the the sketches that you've talked about, you're playing the mums in the sketches. Mm. Are you going there? I was just about, that's where I was going there. (laughs) I you know love what? this dynamic. It's because <laughs> no, we've we've synced cycles, mm. so it's fine. It's um, actually beautiful to see. It's symbiotic. Mm. Okay. It's no fun to be involved. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's that's amazing. And you do give off even here in the studio, sitting across from you in this mid-century Danish coffee table, mm-hmm. uh, a slightly sort of maternal vibe. Thank you. Is there something about the mother figure that appeals to you? Yeah, definitely. Of, but I think I, I really, I mean, I was always friends with everyone's mums. Mm, Loved to talk divorce, espresso, uh, interior Also design. children's names. Children's names, yeah. <laughs> really good Divorce, espresso. <laughs> <laughs> I just did what I really thought. I found it deeply funny, but very few people commented on it. But calling a child self-care. Great. With a K. Oh, I <laughs> Anyway, um, but it's stern mums that I find the funniest. I love like a Kate Blanchett, a Tilda Swinton, a young Maggie Smith. Mm-hmm. Um, these mm-hmm. kind of like arch Fiona Shaw, anyone being sort of yeah. iciness to them. I love that, but I love a lot of, I love a single tear. So I'm a Julianne Moore. Okay. Also a Julianne Moore. Obviously mothers feature in a huge way here. Mm-hmm. I myself every so often sometimes prove Oedipus right and Darwin wrong. I'm banned from that zoo now. To what extent are these mother characters in any way inspired by your mum? And do you do you bring your mum into your act or your family into your act? I do, but they're not inspired by my mum. Those those kind of arch cold my mum's like very very warm. Right. Both my parents very like warm friendly people um which is maybe why I find the other so funny, possibly. I'm doing sort of the opposite of them. Hmm. Um, but I do, my mum's like always coming out with phrases and little things where, whether she means to or not. <laughs> I, there's, I remember telling her about, um, I was on a bus and a woman's handbag fell into the middle of the bus and a small vibrator rolled out. And I told my mum and my mum went, why would anybody buy a small vibrator? I was like, <laughs> there we go, good. Um, <laughs> She had, we were at a restaurant. How old were you at the time? Oh, 14, 15, probably. Uh, we were in a restaurant and they brought, she'd had like a pizza. It was like a nine inch pizza. And she went, mm. 
oh, that's nine inches. Your dad's been lying to me. It's all very kind of that. Oh, um, I love it. And my dad's very, like there was always everyone kind of joking. Everyone's quite funny. So. That's really lovely. And so sex positive. Yeah. Do you think your parents are having a lot of sex? <laughs> really regrettably, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, they've always... So that was my pelvic floor. Yeah. <laughs> Drop finally, yeah, because it's been dangling low for a while. But I've it's got to have a man in to have it laminated. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't know how much they'd want me airing this, but I think they're still like they—they've always been a, a couple that is still like very in love and like almost like quite braggy about it, which is a bit annoying. That is awful, but they're romantic. Yeah. Have you noticed as you get older that you are turning into your mum or dad in any way? According to science, it happens whether you like it or not when you're about thirty-three, which is obviously. Not happened to you yet, but that's fine. <laughs> well, I was going to say that the issue there is that I'm not getting older. Um, I am. <laughs> she's frozen in stasis. She's pickled and preserved. Is there uh, a portrait of you somewhere in an attic? Yeah, and it's so, so rotten now. <laughs> <laughs> um, are there bits of me that are like, yeah, definitely. Um, mm. Me and my mum both love a fad and mm. always have. And I think I've probably, I don't know if I've picked that up from her, but will always be and always have been picking up a million little hobbies, like some Victorian socialite hobbyists. Uh-huh. Um, my Today we're doing silhouettes and miniatures. <laughs> genuinely. That, so like my mum at one point is like, she's learning the bassoon. Now she's learning ukulele. She's joined a, a ukulele group called the Ukuladies no. in her local area. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Uh, it's the kitchen thing. Jackie, how dare. She, <laughs> talk to me. She uh, will be like, I'm learning Russian now. And then she's on to the next thing. And I'm very like that. Always doing all the fad diets of the 2000s. Whether that's lemon and cayenne pepper and maple syrup. Lemon and cayenne pepper and Meryl syrup. Meryl syrup. Wonderful child's name. Um, (laughs) Really good actor. She's got everything now. She's got Oscars. Now she's got a syrup. (laughs) Um, Maple syrup. Uh, the cabbage soup diarrhea diet. But we used to do all of those. uh, And I still have an absolute love of like. Gosh, like cabbage. Eating turmeric every day. Wow. Really? Anything. Anything that I find like, oh, well, I I saw something where it was like. biotin it's wonderful for the placenta and i'm like well my placenta could be better <laughs> that sort of thing oh <laughs> uh, skincare obsessed now like i will get right into the sort of korean 15 step skincare program mm-hmm. all of that stuff i think that's from my mom yeah anything that kind of distracts from the general horror of existing yeah, right. and yes. gives you some sense of short-term purpose and endorphins from yeah finishing a task yeah, yeah. heaven yeah do you think jackie and dave are proud of you yeah and always have been very like any achievements or anything it's everything's very celebrated very sort of like nurturing of any interests or anything like that mm. my dad would always try and <laughs> find a common interest in things and a lot of the time that was like going to football or fishing or stuff like that which maybe wasn't my cup of tea um but i also have memories of him taking me to a cooking class to see if i wanted to do that and like trying to find our things but always being like whatever you were interested in that's really nice. It would always be. Great, I, let's do that. I think a lot of queer kids often find that there's a disconnect between their fathers and them because they you know, don't know how to relate to other male figures. There's a distance or something. So hearing a father who actively yeah. searches for interests and promotes that relationship is really lovely. Yeah. We eventually found, um, well, I think comedy is a nice thing as well. That's a mutual thing. But uh, running, we got really into running together. We did loads of races and like half marathons and stuff. Oh, wow. Which is a lot of time spent together, which is quite nice. Do you think you've ever let them down? Um, n- no, not in a big way. I think I've been, I can be snappy and bratty. And definitely when I go home, I regress to being about 15. Mm-hmm. 
And I think I'm doing some work on myself. I think there's a little bit of going back. <laughs> me and my therapist. I think like going back to my childhood home uh, regresses me to a state of being like, I'm back where I was bullied. Mm. Uh, and that's nothing to do with them. But they went away. And so I think I, it takes me back to a snappy time. Oh, also, I don't know how you feel about, but when I went home to Australia to start playing my hometown, mm. oh my that God. was terrifying. I was never been more nervous than yeah. backstage when they're about to announce me and I go on to play Melbourne when I'd left 10 years ago. Yeah. I went home to my family last week and we went to uh, just a pub to do a pub quiz and have some dinner. Um, and I suddenly became aware. I've always felt like anxiety when we go out. And I was like, oh, wait, I'm terrified of bumping into anyone I know from school. Mm. And my parents will have no idea about that. I still haven't even brought it up with them. Like, they'll just think, like, for any normal person, it's, oh, we're just going to go for dinner. Like, I'm back home. Let's go out for dinner. But I'm like, no, I it's don't... a gauntlet. Yeah, I don't want to leave the house because I, what if I run into one of these cunts that used to, and it'd be so awkward, but mm. sitting there and being like, oh, there's the person that made my life a misery for eight years. Yeah, but. Now, how do you feel? I would love to have sex with them all. Yeah, right, correct. But <laughs> I think that's why I'm dating a wrestler now. I'm just stop it. Finding I've, didn't I not? Okay, I, my boyfriend is a professional wrestler. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Get out now. And I think you know how much wrestling content is on my TikTok just for the singlets. Show me a picture immediately. A picture. Um, he is he's a big boy, but all I think my type generally has always been similar to the lads that used to like bully me that is an absolute trope in queer culture yeah (sighs) (sighs) listeners listeners have come to daddy um i'm looking at it oh damn (laughs) if you put a beard on a beef brisket i think would and then put it in a muscle tea that is a daddy yeah he's a he's a real he's a northern wrestling daddy he's a big is he a Big soft bear on the inside so as well. Sweet. That's the best. Yeah, because I'm <laughs> sharp. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. God, no, You're but like an emotional protractor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or a compass. <laughs> and he's the hired muscle, which works lovely. That's gorgeous. Oh, that's um, so lovely. How long have you been together? About three and a half years. Um, come on, yeah. We're coming to our favourite part of the show. It is time for the Come to Daddy Pick and Mix, where you get to sample the delicacies of your parental experience. And today, you have chosen... Drumroll, please, Amanda. It's quite hard. There's a lot of saliva on that microphone yeah, now. A sore tongue. Daddy, Daddy, look! I'm doing a dive! <laughs> Please give me a way you tried in your queer desperation to attract your mother and father's attention. Um, I used to start so many businesses as like a five-year-old, uh, just around the house. Right. But I would, I would be a dentist and be like, you have to come and I will brush your teeth for you. And like, I would like make under the stairs into an office. Or I would be um, sort of a, like an admin department where they would have to come and I would photocopy things. Under, using like the, the cushions in the living room to like slide the paper under and the like, there you go. Uh, I charged them and they had to pay in coins, real money. Um, I think at one point I had some sort of HR department because I remember interviewing them in front of a desk. What are you, the queer Jacob Rees-Mogg? <laughs> Parental advisory. Parents love to give advice, 
my own mother told me, Reuben, you don't have to suck the dick, but you do have to roll it round in your mouth to get the money. <laughs> and that was her only advice to me mm, about tax. Yeah, and God bless. God bless. What was yours? What did Jackie or Dave pass on to you? Bad advice. Yes, hit me. My mum's whole life revolves around defying use by dates on food. If there's something mouldy, just cut the mouldy bit off and eat that. The fridge is full of, like, blue fur. Dad is dead. She's wiping down the counters with chicken cutlets. (laughs) And I just, like, there will be, like, a quiche that has been in there so long, it's so old that it has racist views. It's, like, unacceptable (laughs) how old the things in their cupboards are. And it's become, like, a running joke now of going home and being like, Mum, this is not a fruit bowl. This is just, like, a massive... But it's now blue cheese. Yeah, this is really good cheese. Yeah. Jackie, living on the edge, Mm -hmm. her gut biome must be so... Iron. Like, really cast iron. She doesn't need to digest. She just needs to season the pan. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She is 112 years old. (laughs) So our final question, actually, this is a lovely link here, is called Shall I Be Mother? Shall I Be Mother? Look into my beautiful eyes and pretend I am one of your parents or both, whichever is more uncomfortable, and speak honestly, truly, from your heart or any organ you wish. What would you say? Um, I would say, Mum, I think it's time to throw away the quiche. God, thank you, Ruben. That felt really good. I think we had a breakthrough today. Thank you. It was cleansing. Thank you so much. Daniel Fox, internet sensation, uber twink, (laughs) and sensitive little boy. Thank you, Ruben. It's been lovely. Thank you for coming to Daddy. That was Come to Daddy with me, Ruben, Will Suck Dick for Real Estate K. If you want to see, hear, smell, touch, feel more of Daniel Fox, Daniel, where can our listeners find you you can find me on instagram twitter tiktok facebook at um, daniel fox two x's just in case you need to do porn i uh (laughs) will also be at the edinburgh fringe this year later on in this year but i am launching my first show and i will be doing previews of that all around the country but um my first show villain also come and sign up to my mailing list which you'll find on my instagram heaven on a stick thank you for coming to daddy thank you daddy Mm. 
There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.